Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com and across the state of Alaska, this your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is the Michael Luke Show. Good morning and hi. How are you? How was your weekend? How did you, was it enjoyable? Did you, um... Did you get everything done that you wanted to get done? Are you feeling are you feeling great? Are you like this was exactly what I needed? Or was it uh or or was it like me? Was it way too short? Uh, I don't know. It's uh it's a tough situation. Um anyway, welcome welcome to the program and thanks for coming in and being part of it today. Uh the Michael Luke show Monday edition of the show. And uh, we're kind of ready to rock and roll and make things happen here. A little bit of a um, <clears throat> slow news week this week. We're in that doldrums. We're in the doldrums where there's really not a whole lot much, not not a whole lot happening and uh, not much uh, really tripping across the transom. But we do have some stories for you here to talk about and to discuss. I've got some things that I uh, kind of want to share and uh, pontificate on. And we're also going to open up the phone lines uh, for you guys to give me your thoughts on um, on your on your uh, deals as as well. Kelly says, "Oh, there's lots of news." Well, yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's some stuff going on, um, but uh, I'm going to count on you guys later on in the program to uh, fill in the blanks with what you might want to talk about. I mean, what I want to talk about and maybe what you want to talk about maybe not be may not be the same things or maybe you guys are plugged into channels that I'm not uh, plugged into. But we're going to see we're going to see uh, we're going to see what's going on and uh, see what's what's happening. Um, so anyway, it's Monday, Monday morning, and we are ready to go, uh, winding into these final days of summer today, August 21st. We're 10 days away from the, uh, end of August going into the Labor Day weekend. And, uh, I, I just don't, just don't know, man, this summer has been so quick and yet so, uh, well, it's nice. I guess at least, as I keep saying, at least it's not snowing. But uh, but here we are, ready to go. So, what are we going to cover today? Um, we need to uh, we need to talk about some of the different uh, issues that are surrounding us here in the state, and then we're going to do some good news. Talk about a few of the things that are going on uh, around uh, around Alaska. And then we'll open up those phone lines for you to sound off on the things that you want to talk about. How about that? 
So there you go. All right. <clears throat> well, um, well, let's start off, start off with a couple of the uh, other ones here. Let's see a couple of the other stories to begin with. First and foremost, uh, Ted Stevens was honored uh, this last weekend with the naming ceremony and the christening of the Navy Hall known as DDG-128. It was the newest destroyer from the U.S. Navy, and it is now officially taken on the name of the USS Ted Stevens. His uh, family was part of the christening sent, uh, 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 ceremony. Three members of the uh, of the family were there, including his widow, Catherine Ann Stevens, and his daughters, Stu, uh, Susan Stevens Kovich and Lily Irene Becker. And they joined the ranks of more than 300 women who have taken part in the special U.S. Navy ceremony. I had no idea that uh, the christening of a ship was strictly a ladies' affair. Did not know. I was reading into the story, and uh, they've been christening ships for years, but it wasn't back until 1891 when Queen Victoria launched a Royal Navy cruiser that the whole champagne thing, um, the whole champagne thing started to uh, actually be a, be a thing, so to speak. Um, the Honorable Sean O'Keefe, who is a former uh, Ted Stevens staffer and who later served as the 69th Secretary of the Navy and the 10th Administrator of NASA, explained the purpose of designating sponsors at the christening ceremony. The three uh, Stevens women were the official sponsors uh, of part of that. They, he said, uh, every single christening always observes that it is a Navy folk, uh, folklore that a ship christening assures a vessel will assume the personality and the character of her sponsor. DDG-128 will be blessed with the characteristics of three extraordinary women who have personal traits that will assure that the ship and her crew stand out as exemplary performers in the U.S. Navy and serve the nation with great distinction. Although they don't sail with the vessel itself, sponsors are considered to be essential to the life of a ship and its crew, and they are said to take on the attributes of the sponsor. So they're talking about the strength and dedication of the Stevens women and more. Sponsors for ships uh, are selected by the Secretary of the Navy and are always female, although young men may be designated as attendants and young women will be de designated as maids. Um, women who form, uh, who sponsor uh, ships form a warm and lasting relationship with the crew. Lily Becker, who is the youngest daughter of the state senator, showed great appreciation for being selected as a sponsor for the ship. Bearing her father's name, she said, my mother and sister and I are deeply honored to sponsor this ship. I think we've come to recognize that as sponsors of the ship, it's a lifetime commitment to help the ship and its crew as it is now and will evolve, that we have a relationship with them and help them understand the spirit of the man whose name it will be on the ship. <clears throat> she also said she was excited that the Ted Stevens was the same class of destroyer as the one named for her father's longtime friend across the aisle, Democratic Senator Daniel Inoue of Hawaii. She recalled the moment she learned that her father would, like Inoue, be honored with a Navy vessel bearing his name, and she said, we're overwhelmed. There could be no more fitting tribute to my father and his friend. Dad and Senator Inoue met in the Senate and formed a bond so close that they called each other brother. 
So, I mean, you know, it's, I, I guess if I was going to have something named after me, I guess a battleship or a warship would, would not be a bad thing. Um, but, uh, anyway, so I guess, uh, this is, uh, one of those lasting tributes. Not only did Senator Ted bring home the bacon for many years here in the state of Alaska for good or for ill, depending on how you feel about that. Uh, he, uh, he will now live on not only with an airport named after him, but also with the destroyer DDG-128, now the USS Ted Stevens, with a, uh, with a badge that reads, uh, now it reads, Lead with Courage. That's the, uh, that's the, the, the big news there. Um... Oh, those uh, those hikers. Remember those hikers last week that just kind of vaporized into the wilderness and people were like, we don't know where they were. They found their car, you know, at Chena Hot Springs Resort and their luggage was still at the hotel room and they missed their flight home and everything else. Well, they've been found. They wandered out of the wilderness out there um, by Chena Hot Springs. Uh, the man, 50-year-old Jonas Bear was located around 5.30 p.m. on Friday. Uh, he ran into a, bu- a pair of hikers about 200 yards from Chena Hot Springs Resort, and they helped him back to the search and rescue uh, command post at the resort. He told troopers that he'd left his companion approximately three miles away to seek help, and he and the troopers then returned to that area, calling out for his female companion um, until she was found. Uh, he and her were all returned to the command post about 8.30 that night, and they were evaluated by medics. Now, no word on their condition, but I imagine it was, um, well, I mean, they, <laughs> they'd they been missing for a, for a week. They missed their flight home on, uh, they were supposed to fly home on the 12th, which was the Saturday beforehand. So they've been missing, uh, they've been missing quite a while. Um, and, uh, but they're back at it. So I don't know if they wandered off into the, if they wandered off a, on a hiking trail and then got lost or what, this is just more proof positive that, uh, if you're not careful, uh, Alaska will, will kill you. These two made it out. Okay. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the full story is. And none of the news, uh, news outlets have, uh, have the full story on on exactly what went down. They all pretty much say the same thing uh, with no real um, comment on their health uh, condition or how they ended up. Uh, apparently, they were always within a few miles of the uh, within a few miles of the Chena Hot Springs Resort. But again, just it just show, goes to show you how easy it is to get lost. Um, out here in the wilderness, if you're not uh, if you're not paying attention, uh, or if you're not, uh, I, I guess, good enough at pathfinding, um, or or you know, orienteering, whatever you want to call it. But they're back, and they made it, and they were found safe, and good for them. That's uh, now they'll now they'll have a story to tell the grandchildren. Well, back in the day, I went to a vacation and almost died. Got lost out in the wilderness. So good for them to uh, to have be back. And I hope uh, I hope I hope they have some stories. I hope they have some stories on that. I I want to know exactly 
<laughs> I want to know exactly what happened. I'm just curious now at this point. I just want to know where did you go and what did you do and what exactly happened throughout the uh, throughout that ordeal. I mean, maybe they'll get a book deal out of it. I mean, you know, Lost in Alaska or something like that. Uh, again, the irony that if you're within sight uh, or stone's throw of a major uh, of a major resort like that, Again, just goes to show you that if you're not careful, this place will mess you up, but good. Uh, we've got some more good news. We're going to talk a little bit about broadband. Uh, Hamilton makes its way to Anchorage. How many of you are? How many of you are going to be uh, going out there and uh, and uh, you know finding your finding your way there to watch that as well? We'll talk about that, and we'll open up the phone lines. That's all dead ahead. Michael Duke show continues. It's your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We return in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget you can always check us out on Facebook or on YouTube or on Twitch. Any of our three simulcasting destinations, you can come out and join us in the chat room there. Easiest way is probably just go to facebook.com slash Michael Duke show. We return in a moment. The Michael Luke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. What is that? Common sense, regularly heard on American radio. Okay. Well, good morning, people. Good morning. Good morning. And good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Um, let's see. Um, scrolling down here. See, we're scrolling up, I guess, to see what's going on. Um, I'm not a fan, more like a fan belt. Because <laughs> you said, good morning, fans. I'm not a fan. I'm just a fan belt. Just a cog in the machine. Just, just a wheel on the ground. That's what it's all about. Good morning to everybody from around the state. Kelly says, my daughter started her first job. I'm taking 20%. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Bill says his one day off was was way too damn short. I got that. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, scrolling down here. Um, are we even getting a PFD this year? Or is it getting stolen? And when? By chance. Thank you and good morning, says John. We are getting a PFD this year, John. It's a fraction of what it's supposed to be. It's uh, 25%. Um, of uh, It's about a quarter. Third to a quarter of what it's supposed to be. So we're getting it. It'll be the first week in October when it shows up as normal. But uh, yeah, the government's taking the vast majority of it. That's, that's how it works. So... Okay. Um, 
Um, let's see. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, so people ask for, uh, I'm sorry, in the pucker brush, uh, into the pucker brush. Okay. Uh, never got that story about the missing firefighter who was found, uh, says Jim. Boy, I don't remember. Oh, um, yeah, we never got the story about what happened to him. He was gone for like, what, 12 hours or something? Never did hear exactly what happened there. You're right. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, it was weird. Um, I'm not sure I'd use China and major resort in the same sentence. Well, it's not a major resort, but it is. I mean, it's civilization. It's definitely civilization out there. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, but the fact that they were, I mean, she was three miles away from the, she was three miles away from the resort is where he'd left her. Uh, she obviously couldn't continue at that point. But uh, anyway, interesting, interesting. Um, Stedman preaching, Stedman preaching fire alarm on the budget says we need constitutional amendment to save the state and eliminate the PFD. Yeah, of course he would. He didn't want to see all that power evaporate on him. That's what he that's what he didn't want right now. Um. Cindy's back home. Welcome back, Cindy. Welcome back to the uh, to the uh, to God's country here. Uh, gun day is early in early October. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, all right. Well, good morning. Good morning to y'all. I'm all caught up now. Jerica's there. Tim. I saw Donna. About thirteen hundred bucks, she says for the for the PFD. Yep, which is about a third. Well, yeah, about a third, almost just a quarter or a third of what it's supposed to be. It should be up uh, above $4,000 per dividend at the statutory rate. But that's that's long gone. The statutory formula rate seems to be long gone. So there you go. It's a frustrating one, but that's that's the way it is. Some things will never change. That's just the way it is. That's just that that's kind of how we're at. No political will to fix any of that. Maybe we could talk about that this morning. You know, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Um, <laughs> Jeremy says, some people ask for it and then they expect other men to put their lives in danger rescuing their dumb asses. I mean, this is the people out in. The, yeah, because they had like the full. Uh, here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Seriously humorous with a pinch of intellect. <laughs> pinch of intellect. Sorry. That is humorous. Here's Michael Dukes. So I got a question in the chat room from uh, one of the listeners was asking about the PFD. And he's like, so are we getting a PFD this year or did they take it all? I mean, we're getting a PFD. It's just... Um, you know, it's just about 25, maybe 30% of what it's supposed to be. It's about $1,300. Uh, and they put some kind of Pouchwa formula in there that if revenue went up, we'd get this other doodad and some kind of incentive and everything. But it was all, it's all basically smoke and mirrors, uh, basically just to uh, cover up the fact that they have taken three quarters of the dividend. Uh, and are uh, using it for government spending. 
because they know better than you how to run your life. Don't you know that? Trust them. They're from the government, and they're here to help. Uh, so, yeah, we are getting a PFD, and it'll be coming out if, uh, if you filed <clears throat> by March 31st like you were supposed to. Uh, you'll be getting uh, you'll be getting your dividend sometime in the first week in October uh, for direct deposits and everything else. So I mean, it is it is what it is. But it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. Just think about think about what your family could do with um, think about what your family could do with say four thousand dollars because that was the the four year rolling average of the last dividend. Uh, was what 40 almost forty two hundred dollars forty one hundred and something bucks if I remember correctly so I mean just think about if you had you and your significant other and your 2.1 kids I mean the average family of four um I mean what could you do with nearly sixteen thousand dollars right I mean what what would how would your life change? If that was available to you, I mean, I could tell you right now, you know, be a bunch of money in savings, be some new tires on the car. There'd be a few, you know, doodads and knickknacks around the house that would be fixed up and and returned to uh, full operating procedure. I mean, what would what would the difference be for you? Uh, even if it's just you all alone, even if it's just one of you, what I mean, tw- trust me. I'm not turning down no 1300 bucks for any. I mean that's a it's still nice, but I'm owed I'm as a as a resource owner and as the laws were written, I'm supposed to receive a larger amount. What would the difference be for you if it was a $4000 dividend versus a $1300 dividend? I mean, it just, how would your life be different? I guess is what I'm saying. How would your life be different? Uh, For most people, it would be pretty significant. But don't worry. Don't worry. The politicians have got you covered. They know exactly what what that should be spent on. It should be spent on, it 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 should be spent on important stuff like, you know, a $500,000 study to see if vitamin D is really, if we're having deficiencies in vitamin D across the state or not. Newsflash, we are. I mean, I don't even need a study to tell you that just because of the lack of sunlight. We have a vitamin. But I mean, this is just, you know, that's just one of the things that we've heard that monies need to be spent on. We see it all the time. But uh, it's, uh, you know, just one of those things. What are you going to do? I guess we're going to learn to live with it and uh, and be be happy with what we get. At least until we change out some of the players in uh, in the in the whole deal and are able to um, change out the I guess I was going to say enough of the players. But, you know, we've changed out 30 percent of the players in the legislature in just the last handful of years, and yet we seem to be continuing down this path. And this is a little bit about what we talked about with Mike Schauer um, last week when he was saying, you know, it's this same group of people that have remained in power that are calling the shots. The the old guard, 
that know how to work the system, that have the institutional knowledge, that know what it takes to um, that know what it takes to, you know, run the ship, so to speak, and how to play the game and get the power broker positions. And then basically, and I'm talking about people like Bert Stedman, Click Bishop, Kathy Geisel, Gary Stevens, um, you know, Louise Stutes, those kind of folks who have been there forever and know how the game is played and know how to juggle all that stuff and to basically take on the levers of power and do what they want to do. Because, again, they know better than you how that money should be spent. That we need that money for government spend. You don't need it for you. We need it for us. We need it for the collective we. But just think for a second. What would your life be like? What would your life be like if you had not a $1,000 dividend, but a $4,000 dividend? What, 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 what would the difference be? Uh, well, there you go. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, we it's finished, says uh, Jeremy. Might as well forget about the PFD. I mean, that's the that's the. Mm, I, I guess I would say the pessimistic view. Is that we could just throw our hands in the air and go, well, that's it. Forget about the PFD. Forget about it going to your kids. Forget about your children and your grandchildren benefiting from being resource owners. But I'm not ready to give up yet. Um, I'm just not going to smash my head against the wall in the short term while we have the same cadre of people in charge. Because there's really no chance that they're going to, I mean, there's, there's no chance to stop these people. Uh, right now, the same ones that are going over and over and over again uh, and to fight against. It just doesn't make any sense at this point, but we'll we'll see what's we'll see what happens. Um, all right. What else we got in the news here this morning? OK, the Tennessee people, everything else, the Ted Stevens. Oh, here we go. Broadway, Broadway. Hamilton made its Alaska debut on Thursday night. The Alaska Center for the Performing Arts is the venue down in Anchorage for the big Broadway hit Hamilton. Uh, first performed almost 10 years ago, uh, nominated for 16 Tony Awards and everything else. Everybody's so excited. Everybody wants to go see Hamilton. Um, and uh, they've made it up here. They're going to have 30 shows. 30 shows uh, between uh, now and September the 10th. And they said, uh, as of what day was this? As of last Thursday, uh, the day that it opened, they said that they still had some tickets available, especially in weeks three or four, but it's likely to sell out. So is anybody here going to see Hamilton? I mean, I, I've heard of it. I, you know, of course, I've I've seen the the excerpts and the little things that they put on the Internet and everything else. Uh, do I feel especially inspired to go watch it? Not really. Um, I, you know, I mean, I if it maybe if it was a story about one of my favorite founding fathers, Jefferson or something like that, I might be interested in going see it. But Hamilton, um, you know. He's he's not he's not one of my heroes. 
Uh, he's not one of my heroes, but you know, it, it for to each his own. And this is supposed to be a, you know, quite a spectacle. I'm not saying that I probably wouldn't enjoy it if I went and watched it, but I'm just not killing myself to jump over the hoops to go see it. But I mean, you know, is this something you guys would take the trip to Anchorage to go watch or, uh, or are you, uh, are you like, mm, meh, eh, meh. I'd love, I'd love to know. Anyway, we're going to open up the phone lines here. So I guess we'll do that now since I've asked the question. And yes, we still have the, uh, we still have the wonky phone number 319-527-3864. 319-527-3864. I have friends who went and saw Hamilton and they enjoyed it. They thought it was quite the, they said it, they thought it was quite the spectacle. It was uh, quite the interesting, uh, uh, play. Uh, but the question is, are you going to be running from all over the state to come down and watch it uh, in Anchorage uh, between now and September the 10th? That's it. I'm just I'm just curious. I'm just curious. So anyway, 319-527-3864. Tell me uh, what your thoughts are on that and where you want to go from here. Well, the saga continues down in, in a- Anchorage. In regards to um, Ben Carson, uh, Ben Carson is going to be um, coming to Anchorage tomorrow. Uh, in fact, the Republicans Women's Club has got a VIP reception. Uh, Governor Mike Dunleavy is going to be there. Mayor Dave Bronson um, and Dr. Ben Carson will be the keynote speaker um, at the Cornerstone Church in, on Brayton Drive in Anchorage. Um, so it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting thing. He was scheduled to be on stage at a assembly, um, with a bunch of kids at the Mountain View school. Uh, that was until the Anchorage school superintendent, Jared Bryant axed that visit and, uh, without giving a reason why, just said under no uncertain terms, is he going to. Uh, is he going to allow that? Now, interesting, interestingly, he said last week during the board meeting when he was asked by one of the board members why he was banning Dr. Carson from the school, he said he'd do so in a quote-unquote board connect, which is a board connect is a written report that he does to the board that is done periodically. However, in his next board connect, which he issued last Friday, he didn't even bring the topic up. He didn't even he didn't even say anything about it. <laughs> and then the Anchorage School Board president, I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, folks. The Anchorage School Board president, Margot Bellamy, responded to parents who have post uh, who've protested uh, the ban of Dr. Carson from the campuses of Anchorage schools in a le- in a uh, a letter that responded to protests of the policy, Bellamy wrote that if students want to hear from Dr. Ben Carson, one of the most admired Americans in a generation, they can do so off campus. Now, I I may have added that emphasis on my own. It may not have been, they could do so off campus. It was more of been just, oh, they can do so off, you know. She She advised critics... Family and students who wish to meet Dr. Carson can do so at the Mountain View Boys and Girls Club on Monday, today, 
uh, from 3.45 to 4.30 p.m. Through the efforts of local leaders, Carson has agreed to do a separate event since he's not being allowed to take part in the school assembly at Mountain View Elementary. She said, it's regretful that so much misinformation is surrounding the superintendent's decision not to host Dr. Carson at an ASD school on the third day of a new school year and on the day that we're launching a new district-wide initiative. Timing and focus for our students were the only consideration. It's misinformation. It's all misinformation. I mean, what part is mis... You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means, right? Because misinformation means that it's false. It's just, did he not refuse Dr. Carson the ability? Is what, what part of that is misinforming somebody? She goes on in the letter to say, this is the quote of the year right here. While not consistent with your views, the decision put the needs of our students first and gives them the time and focus needed to successfully settle into the new school year and new school routines. That is like, did she just give us the verbal finger? While not consistent with your views, the decision puts the needs of our students first. Like, wait a minute, are you saying that our views is to not put the needs of the students first? The arrogance of these people is just astonishing to me. Absolutely astonishing. But while not consistent with your views, and again, the misinformation. I mean, I think it's just become a buzzword, misinformation. So much misinformation surrounding the superintendent's decision. What misinformation? That he basically has declined to allow Dr. Carson to attend anywhere and then refused to answer the question when asked by another board member, uh, by a school board member, who, who then said he would address it in a Board Connect thing and then never said anything about What misinformation is there about this? Why are you still putting your kids in school, the public school? Why? With people like that, why are you doing that? While not consistent with your views, the decision puts the needs of our students first. So apparently your views means that you put the needs of the students somewhere way below first. Somewhere way below first. It's it's just so insulting. So insulting. So, yeah, so anybody that uh, wants to meet with Dr. Carson today, Mountain View Boys and Girls Club, uh, 3.45 to 4.30 p.m. So you can go out and check it there. Or they've got that big get-together tonight at the... Um, um, at the uh, the Anchorage Republican Women's Club, which is going to be at the Cornerstone Church, uh, AnchorageRepublicanWomen'sClub.com. They got tickets. They're a little pricey, hundred bucks a person, but you can go over there and um, and you can do that. Uh, the reception is three hundred bucks per person, so that's before the reception is before the actual speech. So anyway, go check it out. Uh, Alaska Republican Women's Club uh, dot com. Alaska. Did I say that right? Alaska Republican Women's Club dot com. I said it right. OK. All right. Well, we've got uh, one line on hold, but I am up against the break. So we're going to hold them through. We'll start the next uh, segment of the conversation with them. 
Phone lines are open at 319-527-3864. 319-527-3864. If you would like to sound off, or you can drop me an email, me at michaeldukeshow.com. M-E at michaeldukeshow.com. There's two S's in there, Dukes and Show. All right? Back with more. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Bay's Free Thinking Radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Uh, hello, my friends. Hello. Uh, let me go over here to see what uh, you guys have been talking about during the break. Um They're going to dump into the schools to pay for GCI instead of Starlink for one. For two, the nonprofit sector will continue to roll in tall cotton. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're about to spend, they just spent a, they're about, they're going to spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure overall with nearly a hundred million dollars going towards grant projects for three internet connectivity projects, broadband projects in Alaska. But who's talking to Elon Musk about getting some new Starlink units? I mean, right? Uh, see, Randy's on the phone right now. Randy's going to be jumping back in with us here at the top of the thing. I'm sure he's going to want to talk about his 2PFD thing. Um, good morning. Good morning. Yesterday was Ron Paul's birthday. Well, I knew he was a Leo. I knew it. Knew it. Um, let's see. Um, Terry says to Jerrica, being on a borough commission, there are projects that were slated five or six years ago that have not been started. Our road infrastructure does not seem to be a priority as things go down the toilet. I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, Kelly, when I asked the question about, would you go see Hamilton? Kelly says, no. Tawny says, yes. And Bill says, I'd rather buy ammo. That's the perfect combination of one right after the other. No, yes, I'd rather buy ammo. <laughs> I imagine that the tickets are not cheap. I didn't even look to see, uh, let's see, Broadway show, uh, go to center ticks. If the tickets are still available, how much uh, buy tickets at Wood Concert Hall? Let's just see how much the tickets are. I didn't even look to see. Uh, limit eight ticket total group packages. Good God. Just tell me how much it is for tickets. Get tickets. We'll do say the Saturday show. I am not a robot. Oh my Lord. 53 different click throughs to get to this. Um, okay. Just give me mezzanine. Uh, sure. Uh, how about mezzanine right there? How much are they? Oof. In the mezzanine, $119 a piece. Okay, how about the orchestra floor? Um, uh, $119. Bucks. Well, that's not bad. 
Front row seats, $179. $179 per person. So, I mean, it's a it's a $250 to $400 show, essentially, if you're going to go watch it. So, there you go. Like I said, I'd rather buy ammo. I've got it there as well. Um, people are so salty about the uh, airport way, Richardson Highway, airport way, Fort Wainwright gate thing. Oh, okay. Um, feeling the need for bacon and cheese omelets. Ooh, that sounds good. You know, would like to hear him speak, says Terry. Won't drive to Anchorage to do it. Again, uh, you know, I mean, I guess that's a good question. Would you rather go see Hamilton or would you rather spend 300 bucks to have the meet and greet for Dr. Ben Carson? I don't know. Really interesting to say. Um, so much for celebrating diversity, said Eskimo Libertarian. I mean, having Dr. You know, Carson speak. Not going to see Hamilton, said Jeannie. Absolutely not. Um, want to want, got to wonder. Stop refreshing. Gotta wonder why the school board decided to deprive disadvantaged youth of the opportunity to be inspired by a person of color who rose above. I mean, that was kind of my question. I mean, this is a guy who came from exactly the same kind of underperforming, disadvantaged school from a single parent, you know, mom struggling to make ends meet. And he, he rose above. I mean, he is an inspirational figure. And somehow, that's bad. I just can't fathom it, says Chris. Um, all right. Uh, Jeff Lanfield tweeted that Dr. Carson will be at Iditarod Elementary. He's actually coming out to the Valley for something, too. What did I, did I, was that, was that in the commentary? Um, I heard somebody say that he was coming to the Valley as well. Uh, I don't see. It. Okay. Well, I would pay $100 if he was going to the Valley right there, said Terry. I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And T Jeannie agrees with me. I would not put my kids in public schools. I mean, I, I, this is just yet another reason why I don't think that that's probably a good idea. But, you know, what do I know? What do I know? All right. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's get things going. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Uh, we got Randy up next. We'll take some phone calls and do that. Here we go. Okay, welcome back to the program. Thank you for joining us. We were just looking during the commercial break. I just happened to look over to see. Okay, so if I wanted to go see Hamilton, oof, man, 250 bucks. I'm sure with convenience fees and everything else, $119 a ticket. So you got another 20 or 30 bucks in convenience fees. So that's for the cheap seats. 180 bucks for uh, for the big ones. So you're talking, you know, 400. 300 to 400 dollars 
to go watch Hamilton. Um, somebody in the chat room said, I'd rather buy ammo. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with that, but that is, uh, it's, I mean, you know, it's a Tony award winning show. I know it's an experience. If somebody gave me tickets, I'd probably go watch it, but I'm not spending 400 bucks to go watch it. Right. Um, let's go over to the phones to see what you have to say, uh, at 319-527-3864, 319-527-3864. Over here we go. Randy's on the phone from Fairbanks. Good morning, Randy. What's on your mind? Good morning. <clears throat> I just want to say I do strongly agree with you that they should have let uh, Ben uh, Carson into the school if they were worried about him talking about something about the election or who to vote for or something. They could have talked to him first. I'm sure he wouldn't have talked about anything like that, but just about studying hard. It would have been a wonderful message. Uh, what I was actually calling about, though, was a letter to the editor of the Daily News titled Oppenheimer Sounds Excessive. And this was from the ADN Thursday, August 17th. But the uh, letter writer says that, uh, points out that uh, director Christopher Nolan of the movie Oppenheimer, about Oppenheimer, uh, is well known for his innovative use of sound, and I should have been aware going in that movie would be loud in the general decibel level of 74 to 104. And, and he points out that, um, uh, that according to the deafness and other communications disorders, in, anyway, uh, decibel levels of 100 for 15 minutes can cause some hearing damage. I believe that throughout most of the Oppenheimer three hours, that level was sustained and even exceeded, and he, and he says he brings ear protection, and uh, he points out here that one in eight people in the U.S. age 12 years or older has hearing loss in both ears based on standard hearing um, examination. Anyway, I thought that was real good advice. I have not seen Oppenheimer, and I haven't been to the theater in years or anything, but on the job where I work, I always have those uh, clip-on earplugs around my neck so that I can whip them into my ears, you know, whenever. Uh, none of my fellow employees, the people I work with, they don't do that, but I do that. And uh, I just think people should be more aware of protecting their hearing because once you lose it, <clears throat> you can't get it back again. Right. So are you are you telling me this guy wrote a letter to the editor talking about how loud the movie was that and that he brings his own earplugs yeah. to the movies to begin with? I guess so. He says, for this reason, I bring ear protection to movie theaters. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> there are times when movies are loud. I, I will say that. I mean, I will. I bring earplugs to a concert, depending on how big the concert is or where I'm seated, because sometimes you get seated near the sound equipment and it's a little louder than you'd really like. But at the same time, I mean, I, I don't know. I like it loud when I'm watching a big, booming movie. I don't think – I wouldn't picture Oppenheimer being the movie that I would be bringing earplugs to or being worried about the sound, uh, so to speak, more like a Top Gun movie or something or a Marvel movie or something like that. But I guess if you've got time to write a letter to the editor about how loud a movie is, it may be a symbol that we may have too much time in our hands, I, I think, at that point. Um but you're right, Randy. I mean, you only get one set of ears, and uh, you don't want to get them damaged. We've all got, especially uh, now that I'm up towards the senior citizen thing, I, uh, <clears throat> I've i got some hearing damage in my ears from uh, when I was young, and 
thought I was invincible, but, uh, you know, we all got to take care of them and having a pair of earplugs is, uh, is basically a, a good way to, uh, uh, well, but I guess we've all got earplugs now since most of us have earbuds or something for our phones, right? Just plug them in, put them in and don't turn them on. And that way you'll, you'll, you'll have your own private earplugs there. You don't have to worry about it. Um, all right. Well, Randy, by the way, I, you, I, go ahead. Well, I was going to mention, uh, in fairness, the, uh, letter writer did say in other respects, I thought this was a film that masterfully captured one of the most pivotal, pivotal landmark developments in world history. And he goes on a little bit about that. So he did like the movie, but complained about it. He did like the movie, but he complained about it being too loud. Okay. Well, I guess this is why you should watch it at home and you can just turn the volume down, I guess is the answer there. All right, Randy. Well, thank you so much for calling in this morning and being part of it. Uh, I appreciate it. It is open line, open forum. You can talk about anything you want to talk about, including how loud the movie was that you just watched. Um, I just, you know, I just never, I guess I never considered bringing earplugs to a movie because it's too loud. I want to experience that stuff, man. I want to experience it. I want to feel it in my chest. I mean, I remember when they first got that. Remember when they first got the movies and they got the, um, when, uh, when the Dolby digital and the THX, remember the big THX, you know, the, 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 the sounder that went off before you got started with the THX movies. Yeah. I used to, I would set up, I remember that because I would, when I set up my first surround sound system in my home, I was like, I want to test this. And so I got a movie that had that at the beginning of it and I was rattling the dishes in the kitchen. I had it turned up. My wife's like, turn that racket down. Are you kidding me? Uh, but yeah, sometimes you just want to feel it, feel it. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, again, I guess if you've got so much time on your hands that you've got time to write a, a letter to the editor about how loud a movie was, I guess that I guess that speaks volumes about where we are in society when you've got that kind of uh, free time, that kind of free time. 319-527-3864. If you guys want to sound off, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. We were just talking about broadband uh, across the across the uh, country, but specifically here in Alaska, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is going to spend another three quarters of a billion dollars nearly on rural broadband loans and grants. Alaska is going to get a huge chunk of that. $100 million is going towards three projects in Alaska that will receive more funding, basically, than any other state, which, I mean, I guess if you look at it from a perspective of geogra- you know, geography and everything else, okay, we've got more vast areas and everything else. Three different grants are in this uh, telecommunications company portion of it. $29 million for Bushtel, that's in the Bethel-Yukon-Koyukuk census area. $35 million, uh, million for Unicom, which is in the Bethel and Kuslovak census areas. And $35 million for Cordova Telephone Cooperative for the Huna-Angoon census area. $100 million going to be spent on broadband. And I'm assuming this is all hardwired broadband. 
Um, which again makes no sense when you have the availability of all this new technology like Starlink and you could do it for a fraction of the price, get higher speeds and lower cost in the long run. I just, I just, I don't understand it. I mean, even Murkowski mentioned Elon Musk's Starlink the other day, like maybe this would be a good idea, but, uh, it wouldn't provide all those jobs and all that infrastructure and all that filthy government lucre for, Local companies, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the local telecoms in that regard. I'm just saying there could be other options. All right, we're out of time for this hour. We got more coming up. Hour two, dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show. I mean, this thing is working. This broadband is working all over the state with Starlink. I mean, Jer- uh, uh, Brian was just up in uh, Umiat, and he said Starlink was killing it in Umiat. Yeah. They just put up some Starlink in the sky over Lahaina. Uh, Starlink is basically the only internet on Maui right now. Yeah, that's just ouch. Timothy says from YouTube says, ouch, that's a bit too much money to watch a show. I mean... Yeah, I mean, what kills you is the convenience fees, right? You're like, oh, the tickets are only a hundred bucks. I could do that. And then you get the thing, like the last time I bought tickets, I was like, holy cow. It was like, you know, $75 for the tickets, but it was another $30 in convenience fees. It was like 30% markup on the tickets. 40%. I'm like, wow. Oof. Ow. Um, but yeah, cause so if you've got a $118 ticket, I guarantee you that by the time it's all said and done, you're 150 bucks a piece by the time it's all said and done, then you got popcorn drinks, whatever, you know, refreshments for the thing. I mean, you're into that show for $400 that's in the cheap seats, the cheap seats, but it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, it, and Jeannie says, if you were asked whether you'd want to go see uh hamilton or dr carson she said clearly dr carson for her um terry says always ben carson won't go to anchorage boycotting anchorage Oof. well that's a mm, that's tough um and then uh, jeremy said hopefully politidic or someone else will stream ben carson's speech well we'll see uh <laughs> Richard says he's quoting on uh, Margot Bellamy's comment about not consistent with your views. <laughs> I don't recall being asked for my perspective. I just think the tone of that whole thing is just like, what? The what? While not consistent with your views, the decision puts the needs of our students first. That is some passive aggressive bourgeois right there, right? I mean, that is some passive-aggressive stuff. While not consistent with your views, the decision puts the needs of our students first, which, again, immediately implies that our views do not put the needs of the students first. There are freaking students. Are you kidding me? I mean, what? (laughs) Oh, Doty says, I have a family to feed. Sorry, Hamilton. Yeah. If... (laughs) I said if I if somebody gave me tickets, I'd probably go watch it. Jeannie said if somebody gave me tickets, I'd sell them and put it into my PFD account. That's probably a good idea. (laughs) 
Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it was a slow op-ed day for the ADN when they publish an op-ed about a guy complaining about Oppenheimer being too loud as a movie. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Some people are sensitive to loud noises. That doesn't mean they should turn it down. Some people have damaged hearing. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I I carry my earbuds in my pocket. You know, everybody's got little AirPods or earbuds or whatever. You know, if you got an iPhone or a Samsung or an Android or something, you know, I mean, if it gets that loud, I just slip my earbuds in and don't turn them on so that there's no ambient. So it'll block. I mean, there's ways to deal with it. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if it's too loud, stay home and buy the DVD so you can take care of your sensitive ears. Sorry you can't enjoy the concert. We have to turn it down because Ernie Earache can't handle it. I mean, I know it. I've been to concerts where it's been like, oof, you know, you're too close to the equipment. The guys in the back are loving the sound, but you're 30 feet away from the equipment. And, you know, so you just put the earplugs in and, and you're fine. That's just what it is. Um, the movie Midway had a new type of sound system in theaters that was a real boomer at the time, says Jim. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly it. Um, yeah, if it's too loud, you're too old. Turn it up, says Bill. What'd you say, Bill? I can't hear you. I'm sorry. What was that, Bill? A little too much damage there. Missed that. Um, <clears throat> Harold says, our son's grandmother's home on the Bering Sea coast is already connected to Starlink. Same surface as Anchorage. Multiple TV and computers are already on. I mean, again, you're exactly right. You know, 500 bucks per household for the equipment and a setup, and it's 90 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month, and you got, it's all there. It's all there. It's all ready to go. Ugh. Bill says, well, you're showing your age here. I remember seeing a Garth Brooks concert for $25 a ticket. Oof. Oof. <laughs> oh, man. This is the sort of diatribe when there's no major projects happening in the state. I'm just responding to what the callers have called about. Oh, man. Okay. Um. Willie says, I've been banned from the Senate Majority Report for two months along with the Senate Daily News Roundup. You're not missing anything, Willie. I get that thing. And you're not, you're not, you're not missing anything. You're just not missing, you know. It's, it's called making intelligent life choices, says Richard. If you know you have sensitive hearing, don't go to the movies, that is. I mean, the guy, at least he was cognizant enough to be able to bring his own, to bring his ear, you know, his hearing protection. But then to complain about it, like, boy, it's so, did you, I mean, have you watched Top Gun Maverick? Or any Marvel movie? How are those for sound? Are those, uh, are those making your ears bleed? Man. All right, we gotta go. Hour two dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio.
Buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com, where you'll find links to everything, the audio-only stream, the podcast, the links to our social media sites where we simulcast the radio show, and so much more. Again, MichaelDukesShow.com, just go over there and link that. Also being heard live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Broadcasting all the way from Unalaska, Dutch Harbor, all the way up to uh, Kodiak, throughout the peninsula, up into the interior, and all points around all those areas. Thanks for coming in and uh, being part of it today. It's the Monday edition of the Michael Duke Show. And boy, I got to tell you, the humidity, ooh, baby, 87% humidity this morning. Uh, 51 degrees right now outside the secret studios, uh, at the radio ranch. And, uh, it is, they're expecting, they're expecting a little bit of liquid sunshine today. And, uh, we're just, we're just plowing on through it, plowing on through it here with the last 10 days. Is it, is summer officially over at Labor Day? Is, I mean, I, I guess that's a question. Is summer at, is, is, you know, the end of August, is that kind of the official to me, Summer is always June through August, right? Maybe that's because when I was growing up, that was kind of where the spring break. Now they've started school sooner and sooner and sooner. Used to be they didn't start school until uh, September. <clears throat> that was after Labor Day was the was when school got started when I was growing up. It ended in May and it started in September, but they've just kind of stretched it out to where now it's uh, what was it in in what in Matsu was it last week? Last week was the first day of school in Matsu, right? That was like Tuesday. So the fi- so they started halfway through uh, August now in some areas, <laughs> and I'm just like those poor poor kids. I mean, I just but to me, summer is June first through August thirty first. That's pretty much. So we're ten days away from my unofficial end of summer. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've still got projects that I've, I've been putting on. I didn't do anything this weekend. I did nothing. Well, I mean, I, I did some stuff around that. So a little thing, a couple little things around the house, but nothing that's on my list to get done before there's snow on the ground. Just like, maybe I should take care of that. Maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should deal with that. I need to go take care of that, but there's always next weekend. There's always next weekend, unless, of course, it's raining cats and dogs next weekend, in which case I can just sit around and say, well, it's raining. I'll take care of it. Next thing you know, there'll be white stuff on the ground. And uh, and there will, you know, there we go. Uh, anyway, it's Monday, um, but it's going to be a good Monday. All right. 
It's going to be a good, don't, don't be dauber down. Don't be negative. It's going to be a good Monday. You're going to be productive. You're going to get things done. You're going to be happy. And the day will be over soon and quickly, and you can come back home and enjoy whatever it is that you enjoy after work today. All right? I'm just, I'm speaking that for you. Um, we've got, uh, we got no guests today. Uh, we've got a couple headlines. Uh, but I'm opening up the phone lines, and I want to hear what you guys have to say uh, about it. Phone number is? The weird one, 319-527-3864, 319-527-3864. It's open line, open forum today, so anything that you guys want. If you've, got a, if you've got an issue that you think is hot and that nobody's talking about and they should be, feel free to call us up. Feel free to drop me a line and we'll, we'll discuss it. Randy just called to talk about the volume of the movie Oppenheimer. Apparently somebody wrote a op-ed in the ADN about how loud it was, which immediately makes me think of we have got way too much spare time, too much time on our hands. If that's part of the problem, there's way too much time on our hands. Uh, there's some other stories as well. Uh, the Fairbanks School Board has passed a rule affirming parents' rights in the curriculum. Well, Hallelujah. You mean we as parents have rights over what our kids are supposed to learn? Shocking. I know. Shocking that that's the uh, that that we'll talk about that here in a second. But there's other things going on as well. Plus, we do have some phone calls now. So we'll start off over there. Melody joins us uh, right now. Let's see what she has to say. Good morning, Melody. How are you? Good morning. How did you know it was me? That's funny. Yeah, I have caller ID now. That's exactly how I know it's you. Which... Oh, duh. We're in the 2023s. I forgot. <laughs> What's on your mind, Melody? Hey, I I want to talk about the school board member, the student school board member that was kicked off the Matthew Borough School District Board the other day and made to speak from the podium like the the public. And it was because he was asking questions. He wanted to have a discussion in regards to a bill that they were trying to push through. And he had a couple of things that he wanted to remove. This gentleman spoke very eloquently. He represents the students. He said from the student point of view, and he presented his case, so to speak. And they closed the discussion and wouldn't respond to him. And when he questioned it, they kicked him off the board and told him to go stand at the podium. And I do believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they did away with the student board member position. Yeah, I saw something about this floating around. All in one sale sweep. Yeah, I, I saw this floating around on Facebook a bit that there was a, a notice. And apparently three years ago or something, they um, they made a change to where the student representative – they made some changes to it, but they never enforced it. And then he was asking – I don't know if what he was talking about was controversial or not, but apparently they didn't like the fact that the student representative from the student body um, was questioning th – this is the whole thing. We know better than you how you should live your life and how dare you question us kind of thing. Yes. That's what I kind of got out of the yes. whole situation. And so what, I mean, That's what I got out of it too. Yeah. What specifically was he talking? What was he asking questions? I mean, how dare you ask questions? Um, oh gosh, I'm going to have, I should have come a little more prepared. Sorry. I haven't had my coffee this morning. Okay. Um, can I get back with you? It was HB something, something. Yeah. It was something that 
had to do with the students. Oh, gosh. Anybody out there in the chat room, if you can help me out here, I know there's a lot of you that pay attention to the school district. Um, uh, it was, was something it, was regarding it, the students. Was it the... Uh, was he it wanted the, to say... Was it the transgendered athlete thing, or was it something else? No. No. It was something that they were trying to push through that he was questioning and wanted to have a discussion because it concerned the parent, the students in the school. And he said, speaking from the students, this is what they have to say, da, 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 da. And he didn't, they didn't like that. He goes, I'm a board member, right? I have the right to vote on this board. I want a discussion. And they kicked him off the board for that. At least that's what I got out of it. I only watched part of it, but I can go back and do my research and get back with you on with the correct yeah. information. I I apologize. No, no problem. Like I said, I I looked at it and saw it just kind of tertiary, you know, in my in my side view there I saw that it was going on yeah. and that it was happening, but I did not watch. There was an actual video that somebody posted up on Facebook of what he was speaking about. But yeah, uh, yeah and I mean, there's pictures showing yeah. him up on the board and down at the podium. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, because there was before and after pictures of him sitting behind the dais, and then then his position uh-huh. removed and him standing in front of the board. So yeah, I don't know exactly what was going yeah, on, but it seems like it's a little counterproductive if you're bringing a student representative on the board to represent the viewpoints of the students and at least have commentary and and everything else. And then to kick him off simply because I don't know, maybe you just didn't like what he was saying or that he was daring to question the authority. Yeah. But this young man asks a lot of questions. I've been to a lot of, a lot of school board meetings and I like there's three representatives on the board now that we have that are, one of them's a parent. I think her name is Jubilee. Um, asking some really good questions and questioning things. And I'm looking at it as they're, they're silencing the parents. Now they're stri- silencing the students. What the hell is the school board for? Well, again, this is my <laughs> question. To listen to it. Yeah, this is my question again, Melody. Why do we keep sending our kids to this? this this grinder this meat grinder why do we keep sending our kids to this meat grinder where they very obviously have their own agenda they don't want to listen to the parents yes. they don't want to they don't want to talk about it i mean you've got politicians across the country uh, i mean the terry, the terry mcculloch comment uh, in west virginia on you know we you know you shouldn't have any say in what we teach your kids and everything else and that of course created a backlash but i mean this is the ideology of a lot of these people is that we know better than you that's essentially i mean that's how great youngkin got uh, got elected in west virginia cuz terry McAuliffe stood up there and said you don't have any say we sh- we're the experts we should be able to d-. and that just infuriated people because whether whether you think it's true or not parents should still have the ultimate say in maybe they're not experts in every subject, but they have the responsibility of those children for everything, including their education. And the fact that they are acting more and more like uh, they're not your kids, they're our kids because we're the experts, just infuriates. I don't know why people keep sending their stuff. I don't keep sending their kids back. You know, when you send your kids to Rome, don't be surprised when they come back as Romans, right? And that's what we're facing right now. Correct. Over and over and over again. Now, the situation with me is I have no other choice. I have one one grandchild that I'm 
remaining to raise. I've got five more years with him. And I'm I'm totally hands-on in the school. I'm really appreciative of where he goes because they're willing to work with me. Um, he, he is a SPED student and has some behavioral issues, which the school is working with him on. But as far as I, I have seen, because I do pay attention at the school level, I, I'm not unhappy with what they're doing with him up to this point at this particular school. I'm not seeing any indoctrination. I think it's because he's, he's kind of separated from, from mainstream, although he does take mainstream classes. Um, um, I've met the teachers. I'm Okay, so, oh, here it is. Okay, BP 9110, changes blatantly ignored. Bergy four times called on Colundo to speak and only allowed Colundo to speak. He reminded the president that Colundo is still a board member. No one answers his question. This is the student advisor. And Bergy ends the discussion. His seat was removed from amongst the other members, and he was forced to sit in the crowd. Yeah. Um, but no comment on I'm what he was actually talking back. about, what the bill actually covered. Um, it's here. It's here. Let me look at it. Well, um, because well, I did see it at some point. Well, I'll, I'll have you if you want to call back uh, later on. You can, Melody. I'm I'm up against the break here, so I'm going to take a break and we'll come back. Okay. Yeah. No. No. No problem. You, that was my fault for yeah. not being prepared. I appreciate you listening to me this morning, and hello to all my friends out there. And <laughs> um, I will gather what I can and get back with you. Thank you, Melody. I appreciate uh, appreciate you calling up this morning. That brings us up to the break. Yeah, it was Virginia, not West Virginia. Young Ken and McAuliffe, that was Virginia. Um, All right, we got to go here. Uh, The Michael Duke Show continues. Still holds true, though. Why would you send your kids to a place where they believe that they know better than you how you should teach your kids and they don't want to give you any say in what's going on? In fact... That's why they ended up calling all the teachers or all the parents like domestic terrorists for deigning to come to a school board meeting and arguing with the school board. Oh, man. Back with more The Michael Luke Show. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, I see a lot of people saying that they are... Um, surprised that the uh, Matsu school board did that, that they're conservatives, that they are, you know, uh, Terry says that. David says he's surprising that the Matt school would do that, that he's, he expects that from the ASD and everything else. Uh, but Brian says the people in the Valley, that uh, a contingent of people in the Valley, according to those people, if you're, you're a fascist, if you question the board's policies, I mean, school boards, Planning boards, zoning boards. If you question it, then you know you're you must be a fascist. That's just insane. It's just insane. Uh, 
Uh, again, and I know that this doesn't make me popular with a lot of the uh, single, you know, moms or people like Melody who are taking care of their kids and got their kids in. Sp- but why would you send your kids back to that over and over and over? If you want to fight about it, great. Just don't put your kids in the middle of it. That's what kills me. Amy, like me, says she says I remember when they used to start after Labor Day school. Which is why it's better to homeschool your kids than then then they could start after. That's what we always did. We always started after Labor Day and we ended right before Memorial Day weekend. That was kind of the that was kind of the thing, right? You would Memorial Day would always be the end when it's uh when it's all said and done. <laughs> Anthony's I love Anthony's comments. Summer's officially over when you walk into your front yard and have a sense of impending doom over getting things picked up and put away before they're covered in snow. <laughs> I'm kind of at that point, Anthony. Every time I walk outside to get into my car, I look around and go, oh, man, I've got to take care of this. This is insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what goes on here. Um, all right. <clears throat> I'm going down here to see what else you guys have to say. Um, um, are they, though? Uh, when Terry said, it surprises me that the Matsu school board did that because they're conservative, Jerrica then said, are they, though? They showed their colors when they hired a superintendent from Portland, Oregon. I, I guess that's that's what that's what's happening. Um, I'm looking here. Um, should be proud of the parents and kids, the Valley Democrats. It's a weird district. Yes. Yes, I am Mr. Homeschool. That would, that's, that's a, that's a moniker that I would wear proudly. Mr. They call me Mr. Homeschool. Yes, exactly. I'm totally down with that. I don't know if you meant it as an insult or as a comment, but I'm, I totally embrace that. Melissa says she's here to remind me to keep me grounded that not everyone can homeschool. You have to remember that. To which I say, "Mm, maybe. I mean, I have some arguments here. I have some arguments about why it may be difficult, but it's still worth it. I'm just saying, I know, I know, single parents and working moms and all that. I understand. But if you really... I don't want to, but if you really, really, if your kids were the most important thing, then maybe, just maybe, you'd find a way. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, All right. We got uh, one line on hold. Uh, The Alaska Wood. Uh, I don't know what that means, but we're going to talk about it here in a second. Uh, we'll get that squared away and uh, get things going on tomorrow on the program. Brad Keithley, Chris Story, uh, working on um, uh, Jacob Sullum from Reason Magazine uh, for this week as well, uh, or maybe JD Tuchili or Eric Bame. I want to talk more about the Jones Act thing because the Hawaii thing is about to blow open the whole thing about the Jones Act again um, because of the rebuilding. <laughs> And what the costs associated with that are going to be and whether or not the Jones Act stuff will have to be waived again. That's an interesting discussion, which uh, Eric Bame over at Reason Magazine has written another article about. We bring them another. Um, not everyone has family to help them. That's a major 
factor in some people's success with homeschooling? Yes. I mean, I, 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 yes, I, I'm not, I'm acknowledging that it can be difficult. I'm just saying that it's worth it in the end. All right, here we go. Jumping back into it. The Michael Duke show. The Michael Duke show. Not your daddy. Wait, sorry. Not your daddy. Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. <laughs> Whew. I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show. Not your daddy or your daddy's talk radio. I refuse to accept responsibility for you as a daddy. That's just not how it works around here. But we are ready to go. Continuing on, hour two, the Michael Duke show. Phone lines are open at 319-527-3864. Uh, we got more phone calls this morning. I want to talk a little bit about the Fairbanks School District. They seem to, the school board, they seem to get it. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, we're going to go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Mike. I'm from Wasilla. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind, my friend? Well, I've been listening to your show for a while on different topics, and one main theme keeps coming to my mind is we've gotten away from being a lawful society as a whole. Um, people have brought up the fact that the stuff that the parents are reading at the school boards is so pornographic that if it were on a stand in a store and children were buying it, somebody would be going to jail. And if it's on your computer, uh, you're potentially going to go to jail for it. It, it. And yet they're giving it to kids in schools. And you can travel right on through. You can look at Joe Biden and what he's done and the Trump situation and what's happened there. You can look at the U, uh, state Supreme Court and their rule, some of their rulings that they've came down with. And you got David Haig down there in Kenai that's uh, finally managed to get a, a, a judge jacked up and in court. But we, what we need to do is start looking at getting back to the law, or at least that's my belief. And, and I was kind of wondering what your thoughts were on it and uh, if that would be a great start for a solution to all of the problems instead of taking them on one at a time. Yeah. Well, you know, look, you're, you're not wrong, Mike. I mean, the, the, some of this stuff um, I cannot read on the air. Because the FCC would say that's indecency, right? I mean, some of these materials that are being put in these schools, if I can't read them over the broadcast airwaves because it's an FCC violation for indecency, why in the hell are they giving this to children? Now, if you as a parent decide to have that in your home and want to expose them to it, that's I guess that's one thing. But a publicly funded school, and, and again, you're right, when it's shocking when the school board members are shutting down parents who are literally just reading from materials that are available to their children, and you're like, oh, there's some people here. You know, I, I saw a video here a couple weeks ago, is another one of somebody reading the material from the uh, from the school and the school board members like uh, please remember there's children in the audience and she says that's my point there's children in this is in a this is in the school at the at the library at the school you're telling me to stop talking because there's children present in the audience there's children this is going to the children the irony is just uh, astonishing that this is going on. So you're right. It's the you know it's this idea that somehow uh, they're going to move these ideologies, uh, progressivism or whatever, and do it in an unlawful manner. 
um, is is kind of become the norm. I mean, when we in, in this state, for example, when we ignore the law, whether that's the the session limit, whether it's the PFD statute, whether it's the spending limit or whatever else that these people, legislators put into place as law and then they arbitrarily ignore it down the line. That opens up the door for what we've talked about in the past, this whole idea of an Irish democracy where the whole respect for the rule of law is then eroded because of the avant-garde attitude of many of these people. Well, I've been kind of sitting back and waiting for someone to, you know, one of the politicians to go, look, it's time to get law back into the courts. Not, I can, I can give you a beautiful example, a uh, three-time loser. Uh, he's stolen roughly $2 million. Uh, on his third conviction, he had, uh, I think it was 12 felon, Class B felonies. The judge only recognized one. And they cut him loose back on people to go scam more people out of more money. Uh, and, and by the way, out of the $405,000 that he scammed people out of this time, he only has to pay back 70000 of it. And then when, while he's paying restitution, the state's not even sending the restitution to the people. So, <laughs> you know, I'm one of the victims. Wow. I mean, that's, you know, that's insane. I mean, I guess that's a good, if, if you could scam almost $500,000 and only have to pay back 70000 I guess you're feathering your nest i guess you're you're putting away your retirement fund i guess it's good money if you can get it um it but it's shocking that we do have a revolving door in many ways uh on on lawbreakers in this state um it's gotten better since the repeal of sb91 but by by no means is it uh is it exacting or is it uh, is it perfect at this point no, it's not. It's got a lot of work to do. You know, you can go on to these different sites where they're talking about people stealing stuff. I have, I've had two boats and a trailer stolen from me. I didn't even bother reporting the boats. The trailer, the trooper came out, looked at me, and basically said, "Can't help you," and walked away. You know, uh, so the theft is just and and like Lowe's, Home Depot, and those guys, they don't. There will be people who just walk out of the store with stuff. Oh yeah, and they know who they are, and they have to wait until they've. You know, they get their picture, and they have to wait until they've caught them stealing so many dollars worth of stuff. There's no law. It's, uh, we became California. I, I call it Kalaska. I don't even bother with Alaska anymore. It's Kalaska to me. Because well, we became just like California. You know, that's an interesting point, and I want to talk about that for just a second. Um, the, the, the issue with places like Lowe's and Home Depot, because this is a nationwide problem. Right. I mean, I was watching videos the other day. I caught a video of uh, of somebody at a at a Home Depot uh, in I was Las Vegas or someplace where they just basically loaded up two baskets with full of stuff and walked out and nobody could stop them. Nobody. Part of the reason is is also the corporate policies. Right. Corporate policy is to not interfere. Uh, so part of this soft on crime is the uh, is the companies. Being, I don't know if they're deathly afraid of being sued or whatever, but they're, I mean, they've literally fired people for uh, not Lowe's and Home Depot, but other companies have literally fired people for trying to stop shoplifters. Like the people came in, started ripping stuff off the shelves and the, and the, the, the help went over there to try and stop it. And they later on got fired for violating company policy. So I understand that you're trying to limit your liability and everything else, but you know, you should, maybe you got to hire an armed security guard. I don't know. 
I mean, at some point you got to say, stop, because how many places and there's places right now where these stores, Kmart's and Walmart's and, and, and Lowe's and Home Depot's and other stores are literally just closing those stores down because they're losing so much money from this kind of behavior. And then, of course, that just exacerbates the problem because then people don't have a place to go to buy the things that they need because of the behavior of a very few people. And everybody's become soft on crime. It's a it's a horrific uh, self reinforcing feedback loop. You know, it's it's horrible. Yeah, I'd like to mention this guy's name that that uh, as a con artist, his name is Charles Yingst. Y-I-N-G-S-T, feel free to look him up on Corville, you'll be stunned. He's got a very, very long record. He's gone from being an auto mechanic, now he's getting into home renovations and construction in general. So yeah. he's going to be shifting his focus of uh, who he rips off. Uh, I've talked to somebody that actually he's been on your show that got ripped off for about $150,000 and after the insurance company paid him and the bondsman paid him and all the rest of them paid him, I think he said he got 40000 back and it cost him 30000 to sue the guy. Wow. Wow. Um, the, 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 the crime up here has gotten out of control, especially here in the Valley. And the, the DA up here just does not care. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's frustrating for sure, Mike. I appreciate you calling in. Thanks for uh, sounding off and joining us today. Appreciate you being part of it. Not a problem. You have a great day, sir. You bet. Um, 319-527-3864 if you want to sound off about it. There's whole videos. Um, I've reached out to a YouTuber uh, whose name, I mentioned this, I think, last week or week before. Uh, his name is Decoy Voice. That's his YouTube name. And if you like short, concise commentary on things that are happening, I'm talking about like five, six, seven minutes worth of commentary on some of the hot news of the day. He's got a really good channel, and he has been highlighting this kind of behavior across the country. Um, you know, the latest thing is the is the crimes like you're seeing in California and some of the other major places, some of the other major cities where whole gangs of people will go into a Nordstrom's or someplace else and they'll just start ripping down clothes and handbags. And uh, they went into a, a Yves Saint Laurent store, got three hundred thousand dollars worth of handbags in four minutes uh, and ran off with them. Uh, organized. This stuff is organized. And uh, it's happening everywhere. And whether it's a Home Depot or whether it's a Walmart or whatever, that affects us all in the long run. And yet these people feel emboldened. They feel brazen. They, they have no problem going in and stealing stuff or, um, you know, or, or just ripping it off and walking out. There's no shame. There's no shame at all. And there's no punishment. There's no penalty. Um, it's... It's frustrating, and it it does have an effect. People think, oh, it doesn't matter. They have insurance. Insurance will pay for it. It'll only go so long, folks, before you start losing, you know, different area, different, you know, places. Stores start shutting down. They can only afford to take on those kind of losses for a limited amount of time. Melissa in the chat room said, I've worked at Home Depot. It's absolutely a fact. You can't do anything. You let them go. That's the company policy is you don't interfere. So if I walked in and loaded up a whole bunch, that's why all that stuff now is it, more and more you walk in. These stores, everything's locked up 
because it's the only way to prevent people from just loading their cart and walking out the door. And like I said, there's no shame in it. They're proud of themselves. They, I mean, they're okay with that. The bottom line is, though, it affects us all, and it costs us all in the long run, not just in the cost of, you know, goods becoming more expensive and everything else, but in the whole fabric of society. It, it, you know, when we are emboldened and we allow that behavior to continue, it, it hurts us. It hurts us all in the long run. And it's a, and it's a crying shame. And it has other effects. Brian makes a, a very valid point. It has other effects. He says, and retail outlets wonder why they can't get help. Would you want to walk in a place? Would you want to work in a place where if somebody comes in to rob it, your whole thing is just roll over wet on yourselves and play dead? I mean, at what point does it then become they feel emboldened enough and feel powered, uh, you know, empowered enough to basically say we can do whatever we want? We want to beat up the employees. OK, we'll beat up the employees. We want to hurt somebody. Well, we want to shoot somebody. I mean, it's all about power. It's a power trip, right? It's money. Sure. But it's also the thrill of ripping everybody off and doing a, when does that thrill seeking get worse? That's my question. It is, I mean, it is crazy, but yeah, it's not just happening. It's happening all over. It's not just in the big major cities. It's happening all over because criminals, while not always intelligent, are cunning and they figured out that there are certain stores that have a policy that basically is just do whatever you want. We won't do anything. We'll call the police, but good luck with that. It's 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 nutty. Absolutely. And it's, I saw a video on, on the crime page in Anchorage the other day. Somebody had walked into a somebody had walked into a uh, I, was, I think it was Walmart or whatever. And they just filled the basket and they were pushing the basket down the street, just full of stuff. Uh, you know, some tweaker was just like mm, twitching all over the place, had just done it and were loading up vehicles and driving them away full of stuff. How long does that go on before they say we can't afford to have a store here anymore? What do the people in the neighborhood do then when they then have to travel even further to get a few things? It's it's a sad commentary on where we're at. That's I guess that's all I could say. A sad, sad commentary on where we're at. Okay, we got to go. We're out of time for this segment. One final segment dead ahead. The phone lines are still open. If you want to sound off, I'd love to hear what you have to say. 319-527-3864. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Oh. All right, I'm going back here to see what you... uh have to say about a lot of this. Rick says that I made an excellent point about not being able to read it on an air, but it's in school. I mean, that to me was like the ultimate, I can't read this on the air, but they can give it to your grade schooler, you know, kind of thing. 
Terry says, book looks has excerpts of these books. When the fight started in the valley, I read a couple. They're so sick and perverted, I still can't get my out of my head. Our kids will be permanently damaged because of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I some of that stuff is like, I, the kids are confused enough as it is. Giving them all that information that they, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Jeannie mentioned having a nanny that they'd paid some money to have an in-home nanny. And Jerrica responds, uh, having the space to offer room and board or the funds to pay a full-time wage for a full-time nanny is not as attainable in this economy, especially in this state. If we were operating the same economy we had five to 10 years ago, I'd be right there with you claiming there's no excuse. Do you think every decent involved mother out there is in calculating the cost of every possible option at least once a week? I mean, I would hope you would be. Uh, I would hope that you would sit down and noodle out exactly, depending on, you know, which one of you is working, who has the best job, if you're both working. I would hope that you would sit down and noodle out what it would cost if only one of you was working and what the difference would be in taxation and costs for, you know, clothing and food and, and travel and transport. I hope you're all doing those maths because in a lot of cases, it's cheaper for one of you to stay home. I don't care which one, man or woman, doesn't matter to me. I'm not, this is not a gender thing. I'm just saying in a lot of cases, it's cheaper for one of you to come home unless you're both, you know, breaking in the dough, I guess. And it's that at that point, then I start asking about whether or not the nanny makes sense at that point as well. Um, <laughs> Anthony says, when I got out, when I first got out of the military back in the day, I took a loss prevention job for a store. Man, times have changed because back then we had specific orders to beat the snot out of shoplifters and make sure the product didn't leave the premises. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the latest crime, smash and grab. Dozen more robbers crash in a store and haul out the... That's what I was just talking about. That's exactly what I was just talking about. <clears throat> um, insurance does not cover the loss of profits. No, it doesn't. And insurance will never, even if they, even if they reimburse them for full retail price of the products, there's still all the ancillary things and the cost of time lost and everything else. You're never going to get full reimbursement, you know, uh, Bill says, now you tell me I just had to give home Depot $1,100 for a refrigerator freezer. Damn it. Yeah. You could have just backed a hand truck in there and hauled it out yourself. I mean, you could have done that. Um, yeah, um, I got, I got perp walked, perp walked in Home Depot when I was buying electrical wire for that reason. They had to escort me to the front of the store. It was insulting. I spent at least 50 K in that place over the past two years. It's not the worker's fault, but it does taint my perspective. I, me too. I had to get something. Oh, I, when I got my weed whacker, I got a weed whacker and he's like, no, I, I have to walk you up front. I'm like, what? He's like, no, I have to walk. I said, I can see the desk from here. He goes, yeah, I know. But I have to walk you up there. Because apparently people just take it. They get Once they get it unlocked from the case, they just take it in their arms and they walk out with it. It's just insane. Insane. Um, yeah. Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota shut down a Walmart a couple of years ago. Um, on University Avenue that for that reason, it really hurt the decent people that live there, but Walmart could have, hi could have hired security. 
the liquor store two blocks away hired officers. Yeah. I mean, that's yes. That's my question. I understand that your your liability and everything else and your lawyers are all saying, oh, don't touch them. Don't do anything. Don't get in their way. Don't because then they could sue you. They are attempting to steal merchandise from your store. Just get an armed security guard and, you know, with a taser and we'll just we'll fix it right up. We'll just fix that right up. Oh, beating. But Harold disagrees. Beating people isn't a viable solution. It's a violation of civil rights. You came into the store to steal merchandise and harm the store, the company, the community, the employees, to harm all of them by your actions. I'm sorry. Your civil rights kind of got suspended at the door at that point. That's kind of, you know, you just, uh, uh, that's, that's just stupid. Stupid. Um, yeah. Kind of smoky in Fairbanks, says uh, Robert. Okay. Beat, beatings are a consequence for poor judgment. I suppose you could say that. That would definitely be a consequence. Anyway, uh, I mean, this is a problem, folks. This is not just happening in big town. This is happening all across the country. This is a thing happening right here in Alaska. Okay, <clears throat> ready to continue here, taking some phone calls. Uh, I got uh, two lines on hold, so we'll go over there first things first, see what you guys have to say, uh, and we'll get your call. Uh, Carlene uh, in Kodiak uh, joins us right now. Carlene, what's on your mind? Um, good morning, Michael. About this that is happening, I believe it's going on in Kodiak right now. On July 15th, there was a hit and run. A native woman was killed. Um, we had a tsunami warning, and there were people that work downtown, maybe 700 cannery workers that live downtown, and were trying to get up the hill to the high school and people in the hotels. And uh, there was a hit and run, and the person just raced off. Um, it just, it was, it's been investigated for about a month by the police. And if it's an accident, there'll be no consequences. It was a commercial work truck. And on Facebook, it shows pictures of the truck with the broken headlight and the big dent. The truck left debris. And people in Kodiak are afraid to walk. We have a lot of people walking. Um, they found the truck the next morning, and I don't know if there was an alcohol or drug test made. It just, um, it's at the DA's office now, and it may not go to court. It just seems like there's no consequences. If I did that, I would get a ticket, I would get jail, I would get community service, and I would have to take a driver safety course. But it's, uh, it just feels very unjust. 
Right. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that, Carlene. Yeah, I mean, some seems sometimes it's frustrating because it doesn't seem to be con- now. Maybe in this case, the wheels of justice turn slowly. Maybe this person will be prosecuted. Maybe they won't. Maybe you know they'll be made to pay in some way. But you you just don't know. But you're right. It seems uh, in a lot you know, in a lot of circumstances, like justice is denied. Um, or at least delayed to the point of where it just doesn't make any sense. It's definitely, definitely frustrating. Thank you, Carlene. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yes, good morning. Willie out here in Quinnahawk. Hey, Willie, what's on your mind, my friend? (laughs) I'm getting a giggle out of this shoplifting ordeal that's going on, and now you're not allowed to touch them, and you see some pretty good stuff on Facebook where, boy, they're getting slapped right across the face with a stiff arm and all kinds of other things for guys beating, beating them when they catch them on the floor with a bat and not really paying attention to the rules, I guess. But um, it's exactly how I think I would have dealt with the situation if it had been my store getting robbed. But the reason I think that right now there's a perfect perfect example of why shoplifters aren't, aren't going to be prosecuted in a Alaska. This morning we have Bert Stedman that has moved forward. Well, he's moving forward with with the big push now to go for a constitutional amendment to go ahead and combine the ERA and the PFD corpus together so they have basically unlimited unlimited everything that they want for their spending. And I'm going, huh. Uh, there's this article this morning that came out in here. It's from uh, a, apparently a radio operator there out of Sitka, KCAW Radio. Right. Yeah, and I'm right. going, huh? Public communist, public communist radio. You know, it kind of like KYUK and Bethel. That's Hoffman Radio. That's what we know it as. But I think what they're really worried about is hot. They they. You talk about shoplifters. I can't see anything bigger than the shoplifting that's going on out of Juno. We keep letting them get away with it. Um, I don't know. It's that's just my two cents worth this morning. I was getting a giggle out of out of people wanting to do something but afraid to do something. Well, I mean, look, it, exactly. I mean, this goes back to what we've been talking about really most of this hour, which is kind of the lawlessness we're seeing from every side, even our politicians. I mean, you know, at the national level, at the state level, ignoring laws, you know, bypassing laws, doing, you know, kind of whatever they want to do and getting away with it. The the criminals, you know, going into stores and mass gangs and taking stuff and dealing with it. And, you know, it, people are, you know, people, average, normal people are getting frustrated by all this stuff. Uh, You know, you know, arguably, you know, for, for a good reason, they're seeing it, they're getting frustrated. They're like, we've got to do all this. We're trying to be law abiding and play by the rules, but there seems to be no penalties for anything. And it really starts to erode the respect for the rule of law, which I think is a very, very dangerous precedent to set in, in my opinion. Well, yeah, you know, and I'd like to read a, a quote out of this article from from uh, the the Sitka 
paper here or news station, whatever it is, station, I guess. And this is this is Stedman. I think we put in a little over a billion, said Stedman, holding back some liquidity. We can do the same thing next year in the in paraphrase quote symbols of, of the AF. PD and calculations they look at fully funded the inflation proofing we could skip it for a year or two if we had to or reduce it like we did this year to keep the dividend stream going and then pick it up when the markets become more robust <laughs> yeah but what you can't do is start over drawing the permanent fund in other words he's flat telling you they're they want this constitutional amendment to totally eliminate it and they want it done now and I figure that this is the year they really have to get it done because they have Democrats in control of the House Finance Committee and the Senate Finance Committee. You have the longtime old thieves, Stedman and Hoffman. Those are the two worst in the whole, whole legislature, in my, in my personal opinion. And these two guys are scared to death of losing their power. Right now, they're funding so much money. You were talking earlier about the funding coming out here to rural Alaska for all of this broadband. This is the most insane thing I, I, I think I've ever seen money spent on. Just about every house in, in Quinnahawk, and we're 450 miles due west of Anchorage, not a single house in between our village and Anchorage in a straight line. Nothing, absolutely nothing between us and Anchorage. And yet we're all sitting here with high-speed internet. We're paying 90 bucks a month. We can do whatever we want to do on it. I stream TV. I just leave it on in the background. It's it, <laughs> why not? You know, there's no radio stations you can listen to out here, so it's just noise in the house, you know. And they're throwing all this funding in. You were talking about Nush Tell you and uh, Unicom out here. They're all the they're all tied into this together, and they're in cahoots right now with trying to figure out how to get the phone services tied in too. The schools out here are literally spending millions and millions of dollars a year keeping GCI funded because it was the only show in town. Right. And Hoffman's native corporation, Bethel Native Corporation right now, is sitting on a contract and they're going to spend, they've got over $100 million so far because it's not just the federal funds, it's not the state matching funds, it's also the funds that they managed to pull from the, like, Osmerit um, Native Corporation, which is the village, it's like a village corporation, only it's the Bethel Native Village Corporation, the nonprofit, the federal side. They they just kicked in $17 million from the stimulus funds and the federal packaging money that they got kicked it over because they had four members on the board, two of them Hoffman's, that sent it right over to Bethel Native Corporation. There's a hundred right. million bucks, basically sitting in Lyman Hoffman's native corporation that he is the paid chairman of the board. Free travel, free everything, plus pay. He's funneling all this money into his native corporation. He's profiting from it. And yet, when well, you take a look back, they, we just had a conversation that was on, on your show not long ago. They won't even talk 
about conflicts of interest because a conflict of interest, everybody just votes, no, it's not required to vote. This is how they protect themselves from ever having to have any kind of conscience about what they do. It's and a, well, it's a messed up deal. They're yeah. going to steal our PFD, and that's what I got. There's so much um, backbeat on this, I can't hear if you try to cut in or not. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, this this whole thing, again, just goes back to the whole kind of the lawlessness and the ignoring of uh, the blatant, uh, you know, disregard for the law and everything else. And don't you dare suggest that somebody's doing something wrong, because once they're in power and they have that long term power uh, uh, base, they can do kind of whatever they want. Uh, forget about asking questions about it. Again, it's like the student in front of the school board. How dare you ask questions? We'll just uh, take away your microphone and put you behind the podium instead of on the other side. Uh, it's a frustrating thing. Uh, I'm with you on that 100%, Willie. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate your call. We're out of time for today. Uh, interesting discussions. This is a problem, folks. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, like I said, I'd like to be a little tougher on some of these folks, maybe actually prosecute some of them, maybe actually put some armed guards in there to stop it. I don't know if it would, but maybe it's something we should get down into. We're out of time. Be kind, love one another, live well. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, uh, out of time for today, my friends. Speaking of stealing with no consequences, says uh, Donna. Yeah, that's what happens. You just take the PFD, no consequences. It's all good. Nobody, I mean, we're the, you know, we know better than you how that money should be given, right? Oof. All right, my friends. Well, we will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Be kind. Love one another. Live well. We'll see you then. Have a good one.
we've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. 